Welcome to the second Combined Healthcare podcast on the Community Mental Health Transformation Programme, a multi-million pound investment programme to transform community mental health services in Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent. Combined is one of the key partners in this programme, and today you'll hear more about some of the priority areas for development and transformation in the first year of the programme, and an update on the programme. Um, I'm Jonathan O'Brien and I'm Director of Operations for the Trust but I'm also the Director for the Mental Health Programme across the Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent STP. Hi I'm Jay Munton Davis, I'm Associate Director of the Stoke Community Mental Health Services and I've got a lead role over the transformation of community mental health services. So I'm Fiona Platt, I'm a Service Manager um, in Combined and the area of responsibility related to the Community Transformation Fund Uh, that I work with is the Adult Mental Health Rehabilitation. Hi, I'm Josie Povey, I'm the Associate Director for North Staff's Community Services and I've got um, a lead role over the Personality Disorder Service and Pathway across uh, the organisation. Hi, I'm Matt Johnson, I'm Head of Psychology uh, in the Trust and my role in regards to the transformation is threefold really, one around increasing access to psychological therapies for the population and also then training for staff to support that delivery and also looking at workforce challenges around psychological professions. So in terms of the transformation programme, we've got a three-year programme um, looking at delivering the objectives of the long-term plan and community mental health framework and that's around um, community mental health transformation for people with severe mental illness. So we're working across a number of work streams, including personality disorder, eating disorder, rehab, EIP, IPS, and physical health checks um, for people with severe mental illness. So there is also an element of the programme which looks at the core offer, um, and this is a really significant element of our programme, looking at how we deliver services um, differently, um, really transforming the way we work with our local partners, across the ICS, working with local authority, voluntary sector, service users and carers and really growing that from the ground um, in terms of how we work differently. We're looking at reducing thresholds of support. Um, We're also looking at um, improving access uh, through a no wrong door model of how people come into our services uh, and access support. So there's a lot going on at the moment. The, one of the part of the transformation is, um, I suppose, looking at our PD service and pathway across the organisation. I think, you know, sort of nationally, there's been lots of developments around personality disorder. Um, and, you know, kind of, I suppose, us, us as, as trust um, as wanted to, you know, kind of part of the transformation, develop that in line with NICE guidelines. I think we recognise that, you know, kind of there's, um, you know, sort of lots of service users of ours that, you know, kind of with some, you know, sort of emotional regulation issues that often re- result in, you know, kind of self-harm and risk-type behaviour and often a diagnosis of personality disorder. And, you know, kind of, I think, you know, one of the key areas is, you know, acknowledgement that this can often be poorly you know kind of coordinated so our you know sort of PD service will really you know strengthen the offer to you know kind of to service users with these you know presentations and, and diagnosis. I think one of the um, the key focus within the, the service is around 
you know, sort of stabilisation and intervention for, you know, kind of for our service users and particularly, you know, kind of looking at developing um, the pathway, you know, supported by psychological intervention around, you know, kind of dialect or behaviour therapy um, and how we can really, you know, support recovery of that, you know, kind of, of that sort of client, client group. I think next steps, um, you know, kind of, we're still in the early phase of development in the team. You know, we've got, you know, we're moving currently into, you know, sort of the treatment elements for the, you know, kind of service users already, you know, kind of involved in the service. And we plan that, you know, kind of that'll just grow and, and expand and you know, kind of, we can support the transition from, you know, sort of access speedily through to, you know, kind of the, the I suppose, the specialist intervention that they need. Have there been any new roles brought in to as as part of your pathway? Any new developments in that area? Yes, it certainly. Um, I suppose the biggest development is the. The knowledge and uplifting of skills of, of the staff within the team you know we've got a core core group of um, staff that have got specific you know a real interest in working with people with personality disorder um, and and you know it's we're really investing in their you know kind of knowledge and skills and particularly you know kind of the the dbt program to enable them to you know really support the patients on within the you know kind of the service so I, I think it's been particular practitioners with invest you know kind of real interest in MPD in, in and now you know kind of that upskilling and um, training and transformation and you know I'm sure you know kind of Matt will expand but you know it, it's that MDT approach and in particular you know kind of the, the psychological intervention in relation, you know, once somebody's been through a stabilisation period. Um, so I say my role, I guess, kind of crosses um, sort of three areas. Obviously, a core part of the programme is increasing access to psychological therapies, for, particularly for people with severe and complex mental health needs. So people with diagnoses of, of bipolar disorder, of psychosis, people with eating disorders. And as Josie's just been talking about, people with personality disorders. And the associated difficulties that go sort of hand in hand with that diagnosis. So, as Josie said, there's a lot of work that's ongoing around upskilling the team um, across the whole uh, of the directorate structure, not just people in the specialist PD team. It's about creating the skills and capacity across the structure to make sure that we can support people wherever they may make contact with our services. So, as Josie said, that's about investing in staff um, expertise around stabilisation skills. Uh, and about using our resources internally to make sure we commission the right pieces of training to support staff. And also we're quite heavily linked into the Health Education England um, programme, which is about commissioning um, psychological interventions training for staff, particularly for patients who are presenting with severe mental health problems. So we've been very fortunate as a trust um, to be able to um, sort of have a, a number of training places allocated across a number of different treatment modalities. 
um, DBT, which Josie's has mentioned, but also uh, mentalization-based therapy for um, the PD team, and also a number of other treatments and interventions as well that we've been successful in uh, competing for. So that's great because it gives us additional resource to strengthen the skill base, and not just, as I say, at this kind of specialist end, it's about kind of providing infrastructure across the whole of the directorate team so that we've got capacity to work and provide psychological intervention at different levels. The other part of my role as well is around sort of looking at um, sort of workforce models and we've got some new roles um, around psychological professions. Obviously, we know we've got um, challenges around workforce recruitment and vacancies, uh, as, as everyone has. So where we've got potential to actually invest in some new psychological roles so that we can support delivery um, of psychological treatments and interventions and free up um, staff who've got more um, high level skills to deliver more complex interventions. So I've been working with the directorates to look at opportunities around exploring some of those new roles that will be coming on stream uh, probably next year. Um, but I think, you know, a, a really sort of significant investment, really, particularly around training um, and support for staff across the, the teams, which is ongoing. And we've, we've got some further training that we'll be able to access this year to support that work. I'll just give you a bit of background first uh, um, about the rehab service in the Trust. Um, historically, we've had two inpatient based units. Um, and over the last couple of years, we've been doing a review of that and we recognise that the provision, uh, we need to move to a more of a community-based project uh, provision, sorry. Um, I think um, we've done a, a huge amount of re reforming that service over the last couple of years. We've now closed one of those inpatient units and converted to, to supported housing for eight individuals. So, but we also recognised we needed a community rehab team and some of those resources as part of that move to, to provide that supported living has been to develop, develop a community rehab team. Uh, the Community Transformation Fund will allow us to develop this team further. Um, the ambition is to provide a whole system approach to rehab um, locally and the the fund supports collaborative approach by working with local services, both in the public sector and voluntary sector. One of our main focuses this year is linking in with the Trust's early intervention team who work with people with an episode of psychosis. Um, this is a time limited service um, and uh, research has shown that 10% of people under early intervention care have ongoing rehab needs. Traditionally, they would return to a community mental health team um, and uh, because th th there wouldn't always be a priority in that team and that that drop down from that intensive support they would have got with early intervention. Um, we Research has also showed that um, people receiving support from rehab services are eight times more likely to sustain community living than those supported by generic community mental health teams. Uh, so we're working with the four um, identified primary care networks this year um, and have identified a number of services, uh, service users under the care of early intervention who, who have identified ongoing rehab needs. And so we're working with them to extend that period of rehab to support their recovery. Um, the Community Transformation Fund would also allow us to, to look at, as you spoke to Josie, about developing new roles. Uh, one of the uh, new roles and relationships. An example of this would be developing housing officers. Um, we know that good quality housing with appropriate support aids and sustains recovery. Issues with mental health is frequently cited as a, as a, a reason for breakdown of tenancies. 
so to um, develop relationships with housing associations and care providers different than we've had before um, to sustain people in housing for for life really is 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 really important so that's um, one of the examples of, of what new roles that we need to develop to support that and that's working with um, local providers um, in the voluntary sector um, and and um, the community transformation fund supports that and encourages that that's you know one of its its best that we have those relationships and we work in collaboration to develop those services alongside with a service user and carers um people within the who are already living with the experience of having an enduring mental illness so i think that's really important so the transformation program for, for me is is part of a much bigger picture we've got a really really substantial um and and far-reaching um investment program in mental health services across north staffordshire stoke-on-trent and and the rest of the the ics and an stp area um that compromises comprises um specific investments in individual teams so some of our specialist teams are receiving quite a lot of investment this year to pit things like for eating disorders for um we've had a new team for personality disorders um the providers are taking on a much greater focus on rehabilitation and and the commissioning of rehabilitation pathways and that's been delegated to us from the traditional ccgs in the past and all of that fits together with the community transformation itself so we've got the specific investments we've got the um, delegation of a lot of the traditional ccg responsibilities to ourselves and to our colleagues in mpft and then we've got the transformation aspect alongside it um, so it's a really really complex program of work with lots and lots of moving parts and i think the important thing for me with with having the oversight of it and trying to trying to keep track of all those um, moving parts is we make the right investments we met we make substantial progress as quickly as we can in terms of improving access to our services so really reducing barriers in terms of um, thresholds for access the barriers between different organizations between different services um, but actually we have a really strong focus on that rehabilitation element to get people back living successfully in their communities independently and, and ultimately that has to be the goal of everything we're doing whether that's for someone just coming into our services at the at the early stage of of having issues with their um, mental health or whether it's someone who's been in our services for a while who, who actually we can really improve that rehab and and supported element and and help them get back out um to to the community um, and help them in a lot of different ways. So not necessarily just focusing on the clinical elements perhaps of their mental health, but actually we have a responsibility to make sure that our links with things like housing, employment services, voluntary sector is really tight and clearly defined so that we can get people the right services when, when they need them. And actually we really acknowledge now that all of those things have such a huge impact on a person's mental health that actually if we can get some of those things right by working closely with partners then people are likely to have much better outcomes in the longer term. I think just picking up on what John said around uh, making the right investments and doing the right things that's been absolutely at the heart of the program so we've taken the time to really understand the experience of service users and carers and local populations 
So we've done detailed work using health equality assessment tools to understand populations, what the local needs are. We've talked to colleagues in primary care networks to understand what their experiences and thoughts are and really spent time triangulating the information that we've got, both at a local level and from the data packs that we've got, to make sure that what we're doing is the right thing in those communities. So, for example, we've heard in MIA PCN uh, a lot of talk around substance misuse and deprivation. So we're really shaping the focus of the programme around co-occurring needs of mental health and substance misuse so making um, significant improvements in, in the core offer around that. So the core offer is really about how we do our business differently. We're more responsive to local need and demand um, and understanding what that is is critical really to getting that right. Um, so multiple disadvantage does feature quite heavily, particularly in the Stoke-on-Trent area, uh, and that's an area that we're really working hard to, to get the right support, procure the right services around. So, for example, um, looking at things like uh, deprivation and links to um, economic factors, making sure that we've got support for people to fill in benefits forms, making sure they've got access to the right um, benefits and support around their money, debt advice, housing information, so on. And again, links with the local communities, the local authorities and housing departments. It's about how we work together very differently. So we're starting that journey now, um, looking at those broader determinants of mental health, and they'll be critical to the success in terms of making access easy for people into services, but making sure they've got access to the right service at the right time. And that's been done in every strand of our programme. So we're seeking that input and, and support and, uh, and knowledge, really. Um, in terms of what's going to be different, so you'll be able to access services more quickly. Um, you'll get to the right service that you need more quickly without waiting. There'll be less thresholds. So um, in terms of criteria to get into services and specialist services there'll be a number of things that will feel differently so you'll also have a mental health practitioner that's linked to your primary care network and GP um, they will help to uh, sort of guide you really and advise on the right way and the right kind of um, access into services they'll make that a more smooth process um, there'll be easier access to things like psychological interventions that Matt's talked about. So it will feel very different in the future. It'll feel easier to get to the services more quickly. So we've got a, another strand of the work stream is looking at um, how we procure services, but also work with the voluntary sector more broadly. So it's not just about procurement and contracting process. It's around the voice of the voluntary sector um, in our communities. There are lots and lots of uh, different organisations that we weren't aware of, really, that are very vibrant in our communities. And they've got a great um, contribution to make in terms of us understanding the communities, responding to need, um, providing broader support. So voluntary sector is an area that we're going to expand and support um, and procure services through them, and particularly a voice around peer support workers. We feel that's an area that we really want to grow. Mm -hmm.